1: Hi, I'm Shanae Alexander, host of Press Send, a podcast and more importantly, a safe and hilarious place for candid conversations about the scary, funny, heartbreaking, but always intriguing questions that make us all human. Each week, meet and a new best friend you haven't met yet field your questions across any and all topics and offer our take on the matter with plenty of humor, heart and badassery along the way. We launch a new episode of Press Send every Wednesday. We'll see you there.
0: Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury, and I am divorced, not dead. I'm a former Bravo TV star and now former wife. Fresh off the back of my divorce, I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said. Between each other, society, the sheets, and everything in the middle. And lucky me, you'll be joining me for the journey, so buckle up. So, welcome Mindy Barnett to the show today. So, Mindy has written a book on divorce. She's a keynote speaker and you do PRs, you do many things, but I was a guest on Mindy's podcast. And so, um, we had such a good time together that we decided she had to come on mine. So, and I'm fascinated by her book and she actually loved my whole thing about dating younger and, uh, Mindy decided to throw out her dating profile and go down a few years. <laughs> I did. <laughs> you, you inspired as me. As I Yes. She was like, I'm now going, I'm going younger. Maybe it can work. So Mindy, tell me a little bit about your book and what it was driven from, because, well, I mean, about divorce and what it is that you sort of preach and how you inspire women.
1: Oh, I might be happy to. I'm so excited to be here with you, by the way. I, it's so much a fan of yours. I love watching you and your life out there in Dubai and all that. But anyway, so I wrote this book, Intermission, How Friendships, Fervor, and Faith Took Me to the Second Act, about... A year and change after I I got divorced and initially sought out to sort of make it about co-parenting and applying business tactics because being the CEO of a public relations company, I've obviously maneuvered the business world a little bit and able to kind of juggle a variety of different personalities and stress. Let me stop you
0: you right there. Being the CEO of a business is a hell of a lot easier than being the CEO of a house.
1: Oh, that's so very true. God, yeah. oh my God. Yeah, um. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. A hundred percent, especially out yeah, in a COVID climate being the CEO of a house, it's at least little to be desired on most days. I start with meditating and I'm always like, this is going to be a good day. And The kids are going to listen and they're going to do their homework on, t- you know, and they're going to do their virtual school and everything's going to be great. And then inevitably, like when the first eyes pop open in the morning, like all goes to hell after that. So yeah, it's, it's hard.
0: I'm still working it out. Two whole households is so hard because you still have to, I mean, I can't really keep repeating this, but divorce, you never get divorced. I mean, two household with young children is two whole households. Like at the moment, my ex-husband lives in an apartment. He doesn't have a washing machine yet. It's, it's being delivered actually finally next week. And so I do all his washing still. I literally do all the washing, which means his clothes get mixed up with my boyfriend's clothes. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's the it's I mean, beyond Um, my my children's duvet covers, you know, all from their house. You know, like today he was missing his bed linen, all his brand new bed linen is in my house somewhere. So I'm going through everything desperately. I come back, you know, of course, the kids come home from school. They come here, but then they're meant to go there. And it's it's so intertwined.
1: Do you guys not have like a normal schedule in, set, no. in a sense where they go to you certain days and then they go to him? Oh yeah, no. that's confusing for kid. I guess for the kids, my kids still ask me, "Mommy, where am I staying tonight?" And I'm like, "You're at my house, or you're at Daddy's, or yeah." It's yeah, really but we hard. have a, a pretty set schedule, so I needed it that way because I go back and forth to New York. But let, you t- let me
0: tell you, I am pretty bloody spoiler here and i'm still floundering like i mean in dubai before i tell you about how many staff i have I please all of you remember that dubai is a different kind of country and staffing is a lot cheaper than it is in america and if i was in america i'd probably have half a person working for me Mm -hmm. so here i have two housekeepers um yeah and i have an assistant and i still am finding it hard i'm now today woke up with the realization it was like bolt upright. I woke up bolt upright and was like, that's it. I was on a mission. I restructured my whole company, came downstairs, did all the, you know, shopping for the kids in their house, re-managed because I got all new house staff. And I was like, I can't have an Uber secretary anymore. I need to have four people in this role. And I hired four young girls to manage everything plus what we haven't got is we have to remember that although everything with the kids is going on you've got doctor's appointments schooling uniforms playdates every week a bloody play date for three different children and then we're still expected to run our businesses how how do we do it
1: I don't know. It's really hard. I, I mean, I have my schedules that I have the kids in the beginning of the week and then they go to their dad at the end of the week. So, but in the beginning of the week are the days that they're hybrid, where we are like with school because of COVID. So um, of course, as luck would have it on the days I have them, they're, homeschooled so i get the fun of running the business (laughs) and dealing with that how old are they mindy sorry my daughter's 12 and my son is nine so they're a little over the nine-year-old's difficult with the school like he needs to be policed basically and you do what three days three days (sighs) yeah so they're with me like two and a half days during the week, like for during the day with school. And then they go to him like two and a half days. So I typically have them most weeks, like Monday, Tuesday, and up until like Wednesday afternoon. It's pretty challenging, I have to say, but then like, you know, with the laundry, like you say, and just like normal stuff, I, I do have a housekeeper. They come in like, you know, they do that kind of stuff, but when in it was not COVID. I actually had a, a, a nice lady came and she would do like our laundry and she did some grocery shopping and not because I'm spoiled, but just like you, I work so much. Like if I if I didn't have someone help me do it, it wouldn't get done. Like the kids would be eating like takeout every night, you know, just because I, I have like zero time. But, but no one wants to be in the house now because of COVID. So I feel like I'm sort of struggling with all of the house stuff in addition to running the business, in addition to like with school And, you know, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot, you know, it's exhausting. It's, it's a lot, but I guess everyone's sort of in it. So let's
0: take a little break from the show and discuss Gemist, my favorite new hair care. So many of you have commented on how great my hair is looking lately. And I wasn't really sure what to do with my aging, changing hair, but I found this company Gemist and you take a two minute short quiz and they match you with the perfect shampoo and conditioner for you based on your hair type, texture, and hair concerns. I'm telling you it's made such a difference to me and made this transition so much easier. It's the best shampoo and conditioner I've ever tried, and it actually works. It's quality ingredients. It's sulfate-free, paraben-free, dye-free, never tested on animals, and manufactured within the U.S. And it smells amazing. Hints of mixed berries, pink pepper, lily of the valley, rose, rose, Crushed tonka beans, amber, splash of orange. Listen, it's complex. So if you're ready to have the best hair of your life, try Gemist. Right now, my listeners can give Gemist a try and get 20% off their shampoo and conditioner. Just visit Gemist.com to get your personalized recommendation and enter DND at checkout for 20% off and free two-day shipping. This is Gemist.com. G-E-M-M-I-S-T dot com and then to code DND at checkout and get the best hair of your life. I tried to push back and I decided because, you know, men don't really appreciate how much you do anyway. So I sort of, I've literally, I'm compiling right now a list of play date phone numbers and I'm going to slip it under my ex-husband's door and let him organize some too, because I'm sick to death because it's not just organizing the play date. It's organizing, getting them there and getting them back.
1: Oh, that's horrendous. Yeah, he's got to kick in if I don't (laughs) I mean, I make mine help me, even if it's on my time. Like, so, so because they're with me for the homeschool days, right? They, they all have half days this year. That's just the way the school district did it. And so come one o'clock, I pray for one o'clock to arrive so I can focus on my business 150%. And then the older ones like, mom, I want to do this with this friend and I want to go there. And I'm like, oh my God, I have a zoom call in like 30 minutes. I can't see you. So I'm texting him. He's working from home mostly, so he's a, he, he lives very close by, so he's able to help a little bit with that kind of stuff. But you need to solicit the, the dad just to, to jump in, I think, for sure. It's too much on you. It's craziness. How old are your kids? I feel like they're close in age with mine.
0: Yeah, I have a fourteen-year-old girl and twin boys who are ten. And at the end of the day, the thing is, the boys, my my son specifically really want to come home more. They, they, they prefer to sleep at home here and I really have to push the little darlings out. It's even going, they will have after school activities, right? So I have to, I'll be in the middle of a work day. I work from home, so I don't get to leave this space. So the chaos that ensues in my house because here school finishes at two. So it's like two o'clock, they come screaming through this door. I have to fit, fix them, you know, meals. They, they're all hungry because they hate the school food. And then they come back One of them's going off to basketball, so he needs his basketball kit. The other ones, they throw everything off. You know, it's just the normal stuff. But it's like, somehow men don't get that side of it at all. They just pick them up fully dressed. I mean, even just packing their bags to go back and forth because I do it. But, you know, so it's all really, all they have to do is put it back in the bag, but I have to choose it, put it out, take it, you know, organize it and make it all happen to go there. So I've actually started buying, I bought a whole set of everything to go to my ex's house. So that it, Yeah, we you know, have separate
1: clothes. You you do a lot more with that kind of stuff, it sounds like, than me, to be honest. Mine just didn't want to do it initially. So I was like, okay. And now I'm grateful because it made my life a little bit easier. But we each buy their own clothes. My issue is that I can't remember what clothes are mine versus his. So I, I do their laundry. I'm always like, is this, your, is this mine? Is this daddy? <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's so, so confusing. And it's like, I
0: think, you know, it's so hard not to have bad days, you know, like days where you just don't blow the fuck up.
1: Oh, go, I do every single day, especially at night. Like when they're like up, I'm like, go take a shower. I'm like, go shut your phone down. It's almost midnight. It's a school night. I have to go to sleep, um, but I don't want to go to sleep until I know they're like, sort of in that mode or like literally they'll be up all night especially my little guy like he'll be gaming all night are your kids into that like the stupid gaming
0: yeah the gaming I can't but my ex-husband actually wants the Waltons he thinks that you know people still sit around the dinner table all of them and eat dinners together and it just doesn't happen like that and You know, I've got twin twin boys who eat at a certain time, a fourteen year old girl that will barely eat anything unless it's fried and delivered. And you know (laughs) That's hilarious. No, I mean and she's (laughs) tiny. I don't know like how she hasn't got a heart disease already, I don't know.
1: She's Um, thin too. I'm surprised. That's what I'm saying. She's
0: like she is tiny. If I if I ate half the stuff she did, you'd have to roll me sideways through the door. And she's so opinionated and everything is about her. Oh
1: yeah. She's in that teenage, Ugh,
0: you're so boring, Mum. And she can't help me with anything. Like this morning, she didn't, she made everybody late. She made my ex-husband miss his business meeting because they were, you know, she didn't get up this morning and she was the only one in my house. And I, (laughs) this was, so I've started sending the boys separately to him and then Yasmin another day. So, Technically, I don't really get any days off. And actually, I was quite looking for the best thing about divorce is the break from the kids. As I yeah. always say, you know, that's the thing I worried about the most. And that's the thing I look forward to now. I'm like, oh I my totally
1: God. agree with you. That's <laughs> actually the reason I stayed married long, as long as I had. I mean, I was married 10 years and I think I was... Unhappy, like contemplating divorcing maybe eight years in, but I was like, oh, I don't think I could ever bear not to like view with them every night and put them to bed. And Me I too. mean, I do miss them, but I do enjoy the time apart. I, have I to do not
0: miss them. Not, I mean, it's, <laughs> we're, talk, we're talking about a night, you know, they're back in no. the afternoon in the morning. So it's like, I really don't. It's no, like, I have them gone
1: for five days sometimes at a time, though. Like I, my schedule. Is no, like I that. don't. Yeah. So, you yeah. Know, for so me, I do miss them, but it's an it goes fast.
0: Again, women are the worst when it comes to all this. We were all complaining, and we all feel the same way. We all love our little darlings, but our little darlings irritate the fuck out of us. And I've said it before in another podcast that they, they you know, they they do interfere with marriage. It is hard. I think a lot of marriages break down long-term it is running another business
1: scheduling dentists you're tired and the kids suck up a lot of your energy and they come in between you with like intimacy sometimes and things like that i think i mean i think it definitely happened for us divorce gives you that
0: luxury of being able to have time for you and again i'm not advocating divorce and saying that divorce is the only way but i mean i think that people really do stick out these things longer than they should out of guilt and, and all of these reasons that don't actually help anyone long term. Because when you get divorced, you reinvent yourself you have to stand up there is no one to catch you anymore you have to make it work you know at the end of the day i chose a boyfriend who's in his 20s well you know if i go down there's i don't have anyone that i can really lean on you know and i mean i do lean on him obviously but you know yeah. he's not yeah. my security my security. Yeah, I hear. Your I hear what you're you I,
1: I know. I, I actually feel like that too. I often say I'm all by myself. I'm all alone. And my I, my parents thankfully are still alive, and they're always like, "But you have us." And I'm like, "Yeah, but you're not gonna be here forever." And I am kind of all alone, and I have just me to lean on. And I think that's kind of special though too, because you know you can you know that you have yourself, and you know you can pretty much take on the world, and you know you can handle anything that comes your way. But it's scary and daunting because you don't know what the future looks like when you're like in your 80s or 90s or something like that i mean i definitely think about that but we have our kids so hopefully they won't abandon us <laughs> no <laughs> yeah
0: so let's take a little break and discuss one of my favorite new finds which is an online resale marketplace where women buy and sell luxury design and fashion tradesy save up to 90 percent off retail prices on louis vuitton gucci chanel leboutin and so much more Shop new and pre-loved designer handbags, accessories, shoes, and clothing. Every item on Tradesy is authenticated, so you'll always get what you pay for or your money back. Tradesy has new with tags, designer pieces, and vintage treasures for way less than retail. Enjoy fair, simple, and stress-free returns at Tradesy. If you're passionate about the planet and sustainability, Tradesy lets you shop smarter while never sacrificing the style you want. Buy and sell on Tradesy and extend the life cycle of luxury. Keep fashion in the closet and not in landfills. Visit Tradesy.com and save $50 on your purchase of $200 or more with code DND at checkout. That's T-R-A-D-E-S-Y.com. Let's get back to the show. In your divorce book, what do you advise? What is the premise of the book? What would you like to teach women?
1: My main mission in the divorce book is to basically be true and authentic to yourself, right? So I talk about the fact that for a long time I was comfortably uncomfortable, which is a very hard chain to break when you don't have like massive fighting going on in a home and, you know, things like that. And we didn't, we weren't at each other's throats all the time. We just, there was a lack of love, I think, or warmth, I should say, I mean, we do love each other. We just, you know, there wasn't a lot of passion in our marriage for a very long time. And I didn't want my children to essentially look to emulate that and think that was quote normal. So, so I believed in myself enough and had enough courage to take a leap of faith and take a risk and you know see what was on the quote other side being like the divorce. So my I guess my take home message for your listeners and to my readers is really to just believe in yourself. Whether it's a job you're looking to get or it's a career change you're looking to make or going back to school or getting a divorce or ending a bad relationship or whatever it may be. Just have the courage to know that you can do it, even if it's obviously a change is scary and leaps of faith are definitely risky, but just to to believe in yourself and do that. So that's sort of, you know, it's a memoir. And I talk a lot about my own, well, the pretty much all of my own experiences in life, and you know, I used to be in television news. I was an anchor reporter. I don't even know if you know this or not. Um, and I left that career, and I went into public relations, and you know, took a leap of faith to become an entrepreneur. And I think a lot of women, men too, but women um, are. Are contemplating this right now because of the climate we're in, with the economy and a lot of layoffs here, especially in the U.S. and things like that. It's terrible. I mean, I, I today, I put up an ad
0: yesterday when I suddenly decided I, I need a whole new shift with what I do. Funnily enough, it, you know, as well as the podcast is growing at an alarming rate, which is great, and thanks to all of you out there. Anyway, so I put on a ad this, last night just saying I need help, and I got probably fifty or sixty. CVs now, and I mean, qualified, overly qualified people. And this is nothing, you know, job or Mm -hmm. salary, but the entry level. Yes. that just wanted to come in at any given point just to, just to help me. I had a woman come in today. Very, very sweet, but like was married to a very rich man before, apparently, um, single mum, and has been out of the workforce for years. So this woman has obviously was educated, spent her lifetime with young kids, didn't really know what she could do for me, had been working for a long time in, you know, proper businesses before, but had been out of the workforce for so long. And you could see that she wasn't sure of herself, but was desperate to get out and get something. I said, look, I've got a lot of applicants and I, you know, unfortunately, a business is like cut off a limb. You need to choose the right person for you at this time. And I have to be ruthless because I, you know, any business is a house of cards right now. You know, but I did say to her, I hope that if you have a daughter, you have explained to her that I don't care if you marry a billionaire tomorrow, unless you see that billionaire transfer, you know, buy you a house and transfer cash for the rest of your life into an account.
1: It doesn't mean shit. I know it's so true. I think that I'm grateful that I never stopped working because I definitely think it enabled me to have the security and the financial freedom to leave my marriage and not worry about what my future would look like. And I totally understand, honestly, there's different, you know, rules and protocol and things like that in different countries. But that is something else I wrote about. It's just keeping my foot in something for my own independence, I think was a great, you know, basically like, uh,
0: the ground you're on. We are super lucky. You're a keynote speaker. You've written a book. Look, it's it's very, very odd times. And I think that the one thing that will come out of this is that, first of all, divorce has skyrocketed. So divorce Yes.
1: So oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. I actually just had a date with a guy the other day and he told me that being quarantined with his soon to be ex-wife is the reason they got divorced. Like that it just pushed him over the edge. And he couldn't stand it. The and funny it's thing funny
0: is, divorce yeah. won't be a di- dirty word soon.
1: No. It really it's won't. It's much more accepted. Yeah. Much
0: more accepted. I still get like, you know, the sorry and the this and the that, but like, oh, how could you? But I've heard, you know, people think that you're crazy and that everyone thought you'd go back and all this kind of stuff. But like, I I don't believe in going back. When you've made a decision, you've gone all the way through, you must, there must have been a reason, a really strong reason, because it's not easy to make that decision and take that first step ever.
1: No. Do you find it awkward when people ask you or they assume you're married and then you have to tell them that you're divorced? I still feel like oh I'm divorced and then they're always like oh and I'm like it's okay we're friends I think the way I conduct my
0: lifestyle and I'm all over the place I don't think anyone's surprised frankly I think they're all shocked it lasted so long
1: (laughs) yeah yeah I guess that's true you know I have so
0: many girlfriends who live in these lives where you know they're gilded cages they have beautiful houses beautiful lives and they see their husband's maybe once a month and that's okay for them. And, you know, they'd rather have that and the security than be divorced. So, you know, I get that. I really get that because I think about how hard I work on a day-to-day basis. I think, you know, when I, when I got divorced and people automatically expect you, your lifestyle to drop and you to, you to be, you know, broken. And then I decided I was going to fly you know, and I didn't decide I was going to fly. I just have, I have no choice but to fly. I like nice things, Mindy. I have to have this house. I have to be here. I want nice things around me, but I always wanted to achieve them on my own.
1: Same. I'm exactly the same. I think I appreciate it so much more. People, I think, thought the same for me too, but I bought, and then they bought my house. And I think that people sometimes say, oh, do you share that house with your ex I'm like, no, it's my house. Like he has a house too. And then I have an apartment in New York City. And I'm like, oh, you have a place in New York also? And you're single I'm like, yeah, because I work my ass off every freaking day. <laughs> and like, I want nice things like you do. And I'll always work for that stuff. Until I can't breathe anymore, I'll probably always work. Because I like to have that. I like to have things It gives me purpose also. And, you know, the whole time. Let's take a little break from the show and discuss,
0: once again, one of my favorite companies, Usual Wines. It's a wine for the modern drinker. Each bottle is 6.3 ounces or a heavy pour or about a glass and a half of wine. No more pouring wine down the sink that you don't want to finish a bottle because of the single serve format and the bottle design. Usual is always fresh, no more flat bubbly or stale rosé. The wines are low carbs and have zero grams of sugar. Yep, you heard me right, zero grams of sugar. Usual has a red blend, a rosé, a sparkling wine called Brut. They also have a limited production B root rosé just for the summer. We have a special holiday product, Usual Reserve. It's an ultra-premium, limited-edition Mount Verdier Cabernet Sauvignon. Introducing Usual Reserve. This is the most special wine yet and just in time for the holidays, everyone. Hailing from one of the most celebrated plots of land in Napa, this Cabernet Sauvignon is concentrated and rich with just enough grip. Gift it to someone special or simply keep it for yourself. It's the holidays as usual. Go check out their website at www.usualwines.com and use my discount code DND for $8 off your first order and try your first glass on us. Let's get back to the show it gives you purpose. You know, I, we have to get up in the morning. I meditate in the morning. I've made it a part of my routine, no matter how pissed off or tense I am. I take my coffee on the balcony. I lie into the sun, put the sun on my face. And I listen to a gratitude meditation.
1: That's fantastic. How long do you meditate for Caroline? Does it vary? 10 minutes. That's great. Nothing. But it changes everything. It's
0: they they when they say put your feet on the ground, ground yourself. Say thank you for the air, thank you for the this, thank you for what you've got because sometimes, you know, I wake up in the morning and, you know, My kids have already irritated me by 6 a.m. My dogs have pissed on the carpet and, you know, everything has started wrong. As soon as they're out that door, I get my my cup of coffee or my green tea. I go straight to the balcony. I I have like beanbags out there. I put my feet up. And I put my head back and I get the sun on it. That's the great thing about living. That's why I can't leave Dubai. I I need the sun now to live. I start with a meditation in the morning and I make sure that I meditate at night too before I sleep. Do the same one. Even if it's five minutes, I put it on the TV, on YouTube. I choose the ones that I want. Doesn't matter which one and zone out. Then... If if I'm really confused or I don't know what to do or I've had a particularly hard day, I literally ask the universe for a sign. And it's so frigging funny. It's like immediate. I'll, t- I'll pick up my phone. Literally, I'll have just finished, pick up my phone and it will say eleven eleven. 11 I feel like it's so funny. It's like intuition. It's in my gut. I get led by literally I'll have a physical knot. It, it comes into my tummy and goes up. And it's like I'm treading and I'm going, should I do this? Should I not do this? And then... And then it just tells me, my stomach tells me what's the right thing to do. My body actually reacts now and says, pull the fucking plug
1: on my show, I once interviewed an intuitive and she was basically her whole ML was that we're all intuitive, but just some of us, it's like the sixth sense, like that's basically, it sounds like what you're describing when you can trust your gut and that we all have it, but some of us just are better in tune to listen to it than others. So it sounds like you're starting to like really embrace it and be able to make choices and things like that based on I guess with the universe and listen to the universe I think that I'm so into that. I look for signs all the time. Like I go to, to I make- go to people all the time. It's
0: my part out of the house. I mean, I end up snoozing on the table. I ask them what I should do. I do know that a lot of that is, you know, it's a lot of it's bullshit and just what I need to hear, but it's just what I need to hear. But it makes
1: you comfortable. Who cares? That's my
0: whole thing too. It it brings you down. It calms you. You know, we all have panics sometimes like, you know, I'm, we're all one or two months away from going broke. Everybody, the cards that can go wrong or whatever, but if you just don't look at it and you don't look back and you just go forward and you just drive yourself and keep driving yourself and go, it's never going to go wrong. I'm going to get more. And more just, yeah. it just comes. It, it always know? works
1: out. I feel the same way every single day. I'm like, I have to get new accounts. I'm going to go bankrupt. Oh, what am I going to do? And I think no real reason to feel that way. It's just the uncertainty. Yes. I'm exactly the same way. I have girlfriends that like, do you just put everything
0: aside? I don't, I'm like living, like, cause I figured, do I need a giant house when I'm 80? No. Yeah, no, but
1: you can rid it then if you, you want it. it. That's you... my point. So yeah. I want it now. Yeah.
0: Do I need, do I, how am I going to look when I'm 80 driving around town in my 9-11? No one's going to give a shit. So I'm going to buy it now. And I'm going to do all of these things now and not just panic for the future. As you said, somehow we make it work. When I get up and I've said this before, You know, it's like I take on a role. It's a role that just comes out of me because I'm bullshitting. I don't know what the future is, but I'm bullshitting like I do. You know, it's like knowing your worth. Like here you can get lowballed all the time because it's COVID. But then you go, no, you want me, you can have me. You want street art, you want Picasso, whichever you want. But this Picasso comes at this price. And by not lowering your standards and maintaining that, you know, you become like a Birkin. Everybody bloody wants you.
1: I know. No, that's very true. You know, you have to stick to your guns for sure and, and not devalue yourself just because, the, you know, the environment is basically demanding that. I don't. I mean, I I definitely don't. I was in a situation last week, actually, where, um, long story short, I was at a prospect meeting and apparently the, the person I was was you know, courted, they like to bargain. And I'm like, I don't do that. Like my price is my price. If it's too expensive, then I can change the scope of work to match their budget. But I'm not going to like sit there and negotiate my price for the X amount of work. Cause it's it, that's what it is. Like it's, I just think it's, I don't know. I think I'm at a level. I've been in business now almost two decades. I'm like I'm worth it. And if you don't think so, then that's okay. I'll find somebody that does, you know? So Yeah. I I mean uh, it's cocky. I just think it's being confident, don't you think? It's
0: confidence. Confidence key. I do think, you know, this environment is pushing you to do different things and to, you know, pivot. Yeah and I taking on different kinds of roles and doing things like that. But I do believe that I walk into a room, I stand very straight, and I tell people what how I'm different to anybody else and why I deserve this role. And somehow it works for me. And I, I think that that is key. You know, I think that people feel like they won't get it because everyone else is doing it or got it or whatever. But the fact is, you're absolutely right. For the ones that really try and they work and they push themselves, they make it through. There are girlfriends of mine who are far more successful than me that work you know, amazingly, and I'm so proud of, and they're in very different industries. And, you know, I don't feel like I'm the most successful woman on earth. I am not. Oh, me neither. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there are a lot of powerful women out there. So there's a room for everybody. You just need the guts and the chutzpah to get up, and make it frigging happen and stop feeling sorry for yourself and stop telling yourself you cannot and there's better people out there. Yeah, there's always going to be better people. There's going to be better people totally.
1: than me. Just do it. Like, what Jump. are you waiting for? Just Jump. do it. Because the longer you sit here and sit, should I, shouldn't I, should I, shouldn't I? I'm like, you're wasting your life. You're wasting your time. I'm like, in the corporate world, it's always going to be there for you. I'm like, you can always get another job. Yeah, yeah when you
0: hit 50, 55, 60, it's very hard to make the decision then, you know? You really, really, really need to jump, you know, mid thirties, forties, you, you got a chance. You got a real chance. I think Simon Cowell told me he didn't make any money he was 44. Could be wrong, but I think that's what he told me. I think that's when he did X factor and he, it didn't hit till 44. It's not over. You know, just because you've had a bad run of it, reinvent yourself, do something else, brush yourself
1: off, get up and go for it. I agree. And I like having my hand in different things. So I have my, my company and I keynote and I'm writing, I'm actually writing another book too, Caroline. I'm starting that, uh, in a, in a month, it's going to be a business geared book, like self-improvement called, um, you don't have to be a bitch to be a boss, <laughs> like the opposite of the bitch books that came out a few years ago, but just more about kindness and being a mentor. I just got called a bitch today.
0: So I think sometimes being a bitch in, in, in the boss world, when you're a boss, I don't think it's about being bitchy. I think it's about a lack of time. You know, maybe I don't have the time to go, please, would you mind if you could do this for me? You know, right. it would be really right. nice if you could get on, you know, you're just like, uh, do this, dial this up. And, you know, I understand that the other person is a person and actually has feelings But sometimes you just don't have time to recognize all those feelings. I don't have time for my own
1: feelings. I don't even understand what I'm feeling half the day. Except, Oh, I agree. I'm the same exact way. It cut people off on the phone constantly. Like my mom, I don't pick up the phone for half the time. I mean more like when you're a leader and you have a team and you're like kind of, you're gearing them towards excellence with fear versus being like, I guess like more encouraging and mentoring them and things like that. That's sort of the way I run my office um, with my employees and stuff like that. I rarely, um, I, I mean, I'm firm, it's my company, but like I rarely will be like nasty to them just because I want them to respect me. And I've worked for people in the past that have been that way. So I don't, I don't know. Anyway. I do sort of yeah, I think the
0: jury's out on me. You'll have some people that love me and some people will say I was the biggest bitch ever, but you know, whatever it is, It I didn't, I don't mean it. I'm not
1: thinking. I just- I don't think I, you're a bitch. Yeah. I just no, I to, wouldn't think that. You're tough and like you, you know, you stand your ground. I mean, I'm the same way. We're strong women, but-
0: I just need uh, done what I need done. You know, the thing Instagram does is make my life look incredibly easy and glamorous, which it is. I'm not saying by any means, woe is me, that my life is not glamorous. It really is, and I love it, but it's still work. It really is work. I still have bosses. I still have people that, you know, that expect things from me. So, you know, I if I'm tough on my team, I have a tough team above me. And, you know, at this point, I can't afford to have those things where I need lists. I need someone to show me every day what's been ticked off and achieved. And I think, you know, if anyone's running a house and has their kids list, 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 old fashioned lists. I don't want it emailed to email on me. I don't want it. I want paper in front of me. I've done this, done this, done this, checklists. I need to visually see how my day is gone. Today I've had the mo- probably the most incredibly mad day. I've hired four new team members, today. I've been that's to the great. gym. I meditated. I've done depop. I've done, you know, the podcast I've rearranged, you know, I've arranged the kids to go off to their dads. My day has been so varied and I'm still at what it's now. And it's like eight, seven o'clock at night or something here. And I still haven't stopped. Um, and I'm, I started at five 30 this morning,
1: you My know, and that's exhausted.
0: how No, but it's how every day goes. I Actually, podcasts really make me feel alive and awake and I really enjoy having these chats. And actually, I'm so inspired. I get so inspired about what to talk about, but it's great. And I love seeing people like you, Mindy, who are just great inspirations. I love the the fact that you, like me, want to give people, it's the option to divorce and show people that it's not the death of you, that it can be the making of you.
1: Oh, totally. I'm so happy. I'm like such a different person now like you since I've been divorced, you know? It gives you your personality.
0: I don't think I have been me
1: since I was 21. I think I've
0: made myself into what everybody wanted me to be except me. Today I am actually unashamedly me. I can, if I want to stand naked in my house right now, I will. And I can.
1: That's awesome. I want to come out there and visit you. I um well, come out there and then You're maybe so visit you. are so welcome. I know. you are going to be dating. I know, a couple of my girlfriends when I come out like over spring break, I and visit Dubai. I'm dying to go. It looks so beautiful there. It really is. And they've I have to say they've
0: they've handled this this situation over here really well. So you're welcome anytime you like. I don't know if you're allowed to um, travel, but you've my, my got an open door policy. And I've really enjoyed having you, Mindy. And thank you so oh, much. I love, you. your, love your verb for life and the way that you, you handle life and to see you flourish through your divorce and to be so amazing and so bubbly and so, you know, and, and keep the smile always. You remind me very much of me.
1: Oh, thank you, Caroline. I appreciate that. I feel the same for you. Yeah. Thanks Thanks for for having me.
0: Bye, Mindy. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Divorce Not Dead. Tune in next Wednesday for a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at at Caroline Stanbury for all the the behind-the-scene action.